This is a podcast from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Sampson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Came flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that was made being made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness was not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true life that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The second reading is Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. The shepherds and the angels... And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in town of David, a saviour has been born to you. It is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Amen. Real joyful Christmas to you. I just want to share a a verse. Mary read this so well, but let me just remind you of it again. It's from Luke chapter 2 and the story of the, the shepherds and the angels appealing to the shepherds. This the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good tidings of great joy that will be for all people. For there is born to you this day the city of David, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angels in multitude of heavens and hosts singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth be peace, goodwill to all men. Our thought and, you know, we question really ton- tonight is, you know, what's Christmas all about? You know, I saw a clip really, it's beyond all the presents and all the other outward exteriors we have. You know, the fact is the birth of Jesus Christ was so significant, it spread history in half, B.C. and A.D. 
Never thought, every time you write a check, although you don't tend to write checks anymore, but when you do write a check, you know, it's a, actually, there's a statement there. You're actually, in a sense, Christ becomes the focus of even the kind of checks that we sing, that we, that we write. And here I believe the angels declared, really, what Christmas is all about. First thing is, they said it's good news. Isn't that great? Christmas really is good news, which means you can be happy, which means you can celebrate. That's why we kind of like to have a Christmas service that's not doom and gloomy for life, but a real celebration. We want to really celebrate the birth of Jesus. You know, Christmas is a celebration. Really, it's a birthday party. The only problem is the, the one who's supposed to be, it's all about, we tend not to talk very much at our celebrations. But really, it's all about Jesus. He's, he's the honored guest, if you like. And there's reasons why we need to celebrate it. The reason why it really is good news. The reason why it really is real time of celebration. First thing I think why it's a time of celebration is it, to me, reminds me, and it says here, it was good news. The birth of Jesus is really good news for mankind. It's not some heavy thing, not some depressing things. But it's actually good news for mankind. And the reason why it's good news for mankind, we're told here, is because it demonstrates and reveals that God loves us. You know, Christmas really shows the heart of God, that God really loves you and loves me. And he does love me, honestly. You know, God loves you. And that's what God wants to really emphasize to your heart today, that God loves you. In a sense, Jesus really was born to die. People can be born for all kinds of different things, but really Jesus was born to die. And when he stretched his his hands out on that cross, what he he actually was saying was, I love you this much. That's why I'm willing to die for you. I hope I got some money in my wallet. It tends to be quite empty. How many men have got men men pockets? You know, that's your secret store where you keep your money hidden from everybody else. Any men got that? Put your hand up your Any men got that? Oh, you're all very good. Secret men pockets. Now, <laughs> I did find this in a secret men's pocket. This is a, a Guernsey £10 note. I'm wealthy. Guernsey £10 note. I, I did borrow this off my wife earlier, incidentally. <laughs> this, this is a Guernsey £10 note. If I was to take this note... Crumple it. She's kind of faint a bit in the moment. If I was to crumple it and hold it together, how much do you think that note is worth now? Ten pounds. That's right. Still worth ten pounds. If I was to throw it on the floor and dirty it a bit, you know, really, I really dirty it a bit. This carpet's very clean. But if I was to dirty and everything and scrubbing all the dirt and everything. How much do you think that note is worth still? £10. Really, its value hasn't changed. In a sense, I'm going to make sure I put that back in my uh, secret uh, men, men, part, men, men money department. <laughs> but you know what? When God looks at you, he sees your value. No matter how much you've messed up, how much you've failed, God still sees your immense value. He still loves you. Now, how much we've messed up, how much we've failed, how much we've kind of crimpled in life and got our lives dirtied and messed up, God still loves us. We still have immense value to God. When you think about it, 
How do you put value on anything? How is something valued? You know, you know how you value something? It's the price you put on something. You know, you can buy a football player now, 80 million pounds. Why is he worth 80 million pounds? Because someone was willing to pay 80 million pounds for him. You can buy paintings, latest painting, 150 million. Why is a painting worth 150 million? Because someone was willing to pay that price for it. How much are you worth? You're worth the price that someone is willing to pay for you. And God says that you're so valuable, you, are, you have such immense value to him, that he's willing to pay the price of his son, the blood of Jesus dying for you. And it shows how much God loves us. Second thing the angel said is that he's with you. That's good news. Good news God loves you, but also good news he's with you. I think one of the big things today, is one of the biggest issues today, is so many people feel alone. The truth is, you can have hundreds of people around you. You can have thousands of people right with you. Lots of friends, lots of Facebook connections, lots of people that you've got friends. But still in your heart, still feel alone. Aloneness is not based on how many people you've got around you. It's something in your heart. And so many people, particularly at this time of year, because Christmas seems to kind of magnify it. I was just thinking the other day, you know, if you sort of ever felt really wanted a bit of uplift, you think, I tell you what, I'm going to put the music on, listen to some really nice Christian music to lift me up. Ever thought of some of those songs? This Christmas, I gave you my heart. And the very last thing you did was it was, a, it was break it or take it away or something. Is that the worst of it? Oh, I've probably got that wrong. What's the worst of it? You gave it away. Okay, cool. Well, the other one is, it'll be lonely this Christmas. And you hear all these songs, and often those songs just often amplify or, re- or reflect what people really feel in their hearts. This sense, I feel so alone as if there's no one there for me. And the good news about Christmas is God's there for you. He says, if you would open your heart to me, if you would let me come into, you, if you would let me come in, into your life, I will give you a sense I'm with you all the time. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. I will be with you whatever you go through in life. I'll be there for you. You don't have to feel alone because I can come into your life. I can connect with you. And I think well, the reason why people feel alone is they're disconnected from God. And because they're so disconnected with God, inside their hearts there's a sense of aloneness. Often we never admit it, we never tell anyone about it. It's often when we're asleep at night, that sense, that sense of just being alone in the world. There's no one there. And God wants you to know he's there for you. He says, I'm never leaving. I'm going to be with you if you'd open your hearts to me. The other thing I like, like about this, it says this, that God's favor is towards you. See, a lot of people live their life thinking that God's mad with them, that God's out to get them. The good news that God wants to show you is that God's not against you, God's for you. He's so much for you, he wants every single person in this room to come into a personal relationship with him. He really wants you to know him. He really wants you to come and know him in a personal way. God's not against you. In fact, God's for you. And he wants you to come and know him in a personal way. Next thing that this thing tells us is that the reason why Jesus came was that he might be a saviour for the world. He comes as a saviour. Salvation is Christ the saviour. 
Christ the Saviour. The fact is a Saviour is a saviour whether you realise it or you recognise it. Because the point is that we don't always realise that we, that we need a saviour. What do we need to be saved from? The Bible says that Christ was born. His name will be Jesus because he will save us from our sin. He's Christ the saviour. And he comes, if you like, for the purpose of Christmas to save us from our sin. Often what sin? I think sin can be summed up just in the, the first letter of the word sin, I. It's, all the, it's when we live a life independent of God. It's when we live a life not ever feeling we need God. Living a life totally, utterly independent of him is actually sin in its essence. Let me ask you this question today. Don't worry, we're not going to do it. But if we were to get a video of your life, okay, not just the things you do, the things that you think, the thoughts that go on inside your heart, your actions, your motives. And we're going to get a video of your whole life and we're going to show it right there on the screen. I wonder how many of us would still remain here. Because every one of us knows we've said things, we've done things, we've thought things that we know that's not right. And the Bible calls that sin. And it's that sin that has separated us from God. And that's why Jesus came, to remove the barrier, to remove that thing that has, that has really separated us from God. And Jesus, we're told, he comes to save us. Comes to save us from our shame. Comes to save us from our guilt. Comes to save us from our regrets. How many people live with regrets? He's come to save you from your regrets. He's come to save you from your bitternesses. He's come to, to save you from your resentments and your grudges and and the emptiness, and often the despair of our lives. That's why Jesus came. He came to save us. He came to deliver us. He came to totally and utterly set us free. I've got a lot of Christmas stories which are embarrassments. How many got embarrassing Christmas stories? Things you did that really... I've got, I've got so many, you'd be amazed. How many stories that I did that, are, that have been embarrassing stories over Christmas? Now, this one is not in my, even in my top ten, but it's kind of high up there. I remember going shopping once in Tesco's, and we was, I was doing all the shopping, and Angie gave me this list, I'm pulling out the list, ever done that, and you go there, oh, it's not here, and then you go to the next, again to the next aisle, and you get something, and then you realise, oh, no, it's the next aisle. And so I'm putting all these things in, and I thought, I'm, instead of doing this, I'm just going to leave my trolley here, I'm going to walk to the next aisle and bring it to my trolley. So I did that, get some stuff, put it in the trolley, and I'm putting things in, and going on, and... As I'm going around, I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember putting that in my trolley. That salmon, I don't remember putting that salmon in my trolley. And, and, that, and that, that cake, I don't remember putting that cake in. And I suddenly realized that I put all this stuff in somebody else's trolley. And so what I do, I think, I take all this stuff, take all the stuff out of the trolley, and quickly put it under my arm, quickly sneak to the next arm, put it in the trolley that was mine. Then I see this lady walking down, and she's going like this. In other words, how did that trolley that I left in that aisle get in this aisle, three down there? And I walk past her and smile, and they say anything to her. But often in life, we can fill our lives with all kinds of things that never really satisfy us. They still leave us empty. They still leave us dissatisfied. In a sense, we're filling the trolleys of our life with things that never really satisfy the deep cravings of our hearts. No matter how much money we get, how well we do in our jobs, how great the promotion, 
how many things that we attain in, in life, it still leaves a vacuum. Because God created every one of us to know him in a personal way. And until we've really encountered him in a personal way, there'll always be a sense of emptiness. We'll never have a true meaning and a true purpose to our lives until we discover Christ the Savior. And that's why he came. He came to save you from feeling empty. He came to save you from feeling dissatisfied and, and feeling a sense of meaningless in your life. He came to bring a true meaning and true purpose for your life. That's why Christ the Lord came to save you. You may say, well, how do I experience and how do I know a saviour? I think there's three things that could help us bring us to a place where we can know Christ the saviour in a personal way. This to me is the most staggering thing of all, is that I can know the creator God in a personal way. I don't have to know him as someone who's distant, who's far away. I can know him in a truly personal way. And if you, would ask, if you actually say to me, how do you define a Christian? He's somebody who knows God in a personal way. Not religious, not going through doing religious things necessary, but somebody who's come to experience God in a personal way. And every single person in this room tonight can experience the living God in a personal way. Because remember I said it's good news. God loves you. God's there for you. God hasn't given up on you. God loves you. How do I experience him as saviour? Because here's the point. I can't be saved unless I realise I need to be saved. God will never force himself on anyone. It's a recognition, God, I need a saviour. I need to be saved. First thing is, I need to recognise that I have messed up. I have sinned. I have failed. I've not been all that I should be. And it's first of all recognising that I have sinned. It's only those who've recognised they've sinned that recognise they need a saviour. If you don't think you've ever failed, then you're not going to really feel you need saviour. Is that right? I'm glad many years ago I recognised that I needed a saviour because I wasn't right with God. Second thing is, is to actually say to God, God, I'm so sorry that I've failed. I'm so sorry for my sin. And you simply ask God to forgive you. And simply by asking him to forgive you, the wonderful news is he will forgive you. He will cleanse you and forgive you. And the Bible says he takes our sins and he casts them right away from us. The third thing is, is just that one of the carols sung that, was to open my heart and to receive him. See, you've got to make a personal decision and open your heart and receive him and invite Jesus Christ to come and live in your heart and put your faith and put your trust in him. And I guarantee if you do that, this will be a brand new Christmas for you. It will be the greatest Christmas you've ever experienced and you'll receive the greatest gift that you can ever receive. That's the gift of receiving Christ Jesus, the Savior. Let's just bow our heads and just pray this tonight. I'm just going to pray a very simple prayer tonight. And if you want to receive Christ the Savior, then you tonight can just pray this prayer after me. Just pray in your heart after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for all the things I've done, the wrong things in my life. Please forgive me I turn from everything that I know to be wrong 
Thank you that you died for me on the cross so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you for your offer of forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I receive that gift now. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this amazing gift of Christmas. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to this earth. And thank you right now we come to celebrate what you did for us on the cross. We want to celebrate for you coming to this earth, being born in a manger, leaving aside all the, the form of God and taking on yourself human flesh and, and feeling our sorrows, feeling our pains, feeling the agonies of life, Lord. You know exactly how we feel for every single thing. And we thank you for the wonderful good news of Christmas. Thank you, it just reminds us how much you love us, how much you care for us, how much you're there for us. And we want to celebrate and thank you right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Edom Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.